Chapter Six of The Lone Ranger Rides. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Lone Ranger Rides by Fran Stryker. Chapter Six, Silver. After Penny left the clearing, Tonto stepped to the side of the big white horse. He stroked the silken sheen of the stallion's nose and said, "Soon, girl, come back with plenty food." then we go to white friend a rare bond of friendship existed between the wounded texas ranger in the cave the indian named tonto and the mighty stallion silver tonto and silver were of royal blood tonto was the son of a chief silver a former ruler but these were honors of the past destiny had even greater things ahead for the white man Tonto lost his chance to reign when his tribe was wiped out in his boyhood. Silver had abdicated. The stallion's background is a story in itself. Wild Horse Valley, nestled in the heart of green hills, was a sanctuary where men had never been. The grass was green and lush. Great trees spread leafy boughs to cast soft shade. Here, from the living rock, came waterfalls that were sweet and pure. King Sylvan and his gentle mate Musa ruled this land. Their court was made up of untamed horses, horses that had never known restraining bit or binding saddle-strap. Happy, carefree horses they were, that had never seen men nor known men's inventions. Sylvan had won the right to rule his followers by might and courage. He was the fleetest of foot, the quickest of eye, the greatest of strength. Sylvan, the king. Then Musa bore the king a son, a prince, and Sylvan's happiness was complete. His fleet hoofs pounded the turf, racing, turning, flashing a white coat in the bright sun. He hoped his little son would see his strength, his speed, and emulate them. Less than two hours after his birth, the prince was trying his slim, straight legs. In the months that followed, the white colt developed the strength and fearlessness of Sylvan. Added to these were the gentleness, grace, and beauty of Musa. For many weeks the prince of Wild Horse Valley stayed close to his mother's side, and his little shadow merged with hers as the two moved through the valley, guided by Sylvan, who knew where water was sweetest and grass most tender. Then came the days when Colthood was left behind, and the sun could outrun Musa and keep pace with the mighty Sylvan. Like the wind, the white one and Sylvan raced side by side. How the sun flashed from their sleek bodies as they raced, cut back, reared, and whirled in sheer joy! Life was good. Life was sweet. And Musa watched with pride. Tragedy came into the prince's life when Musa went to the everlasting happiness of other green pastures. By this time the prince was fully grown, and the equal in strength of his father. Day after day the prince met and defeated new challengers in the field of combat. While Sylvan remained king, 
the prince fought to hold his own exalted position the battles were furious no quarter was asked none given the white prince never paused in the fray until his opponent lay conquered at his feet finally when the last challenger was beaten the prince called out in his victory sylvan responded with mighty pride a king and his son both conquerors and champions stronger greater than any other in their herd acknowledged by all as the ones who should lead while others followed then one day at the narrow entrance to the valley strange creatures waited with cruel weapons creatures new to the horses men who came with tragedy and pain these were intruders who were looked upon as enemies to be driven away the king sounded the attack and led the charge fire like lightning flashed before the horses thunder roared deafeningly close at hand the fury of those hammering hoofs could not long be withstood and the men retreated then rode away to save their lives the prince raised his strong voice in shrill exultation but his cry was short the king was on the ground beside him mighty sylvan was dead burning hatred for men grew in silver's heart while he gently nuzzled his father's prostrate form there was little left for the prince in that valley nothing to conquer or to love for some time he stood motionless looking at the soft grass the trees the valley that had been his home then he turned to leave the valley alone the white horse made his way through the mountains hour after hour he held a steady lope that carried him even further from the place where he had known happiness and joy then tragedy and sudden death the white stallion wanted to travel far far from the place where he had seen those hated men who had killed his father the mountains gave way to level plains here was a new world level land as far as he could see he raced across it ignoring the danger of gopher holes and rocks then suddenly quite out of wind he stopped ahead of the prince there was a challenger not another horse and not a man a dirty beast of muddy color with a tangled mane and a huge hump on its back a buffalo the prince saw tiny blood-red eyes that seemed filled with evil and hatred as if in anger at intrusion of its domain the huge beast stamped and pawed the ground from the monster there came a horrible bellow and then the muddy fury charged with all the agility the white one could command in his exhaustion he stepped aside to dodge the charge there was a new kind of battle as the buffalo raced past him the prince felt the rough fur brush his body and a foul odor assailed his nostrils mad with fury screaming with rage the buffalo turned and charged again again the white horse sidestepped 
time after time the game was played but it could not last forever soon the two must come to grips and this would be a battle to the death great bellows filled the air mountains of dust rose from beneath the churning hoofs as the battle began in earnest the buffalo drew blood from the horse's side the prince reared high and struck down with all his strength the power of the huge horse's hoofs seemed ineffectual against the hairy beast the massive head was a battering ram driving relentlessly into the white body of the prince trembling and weak the white one grew unsteady but his gallant heart knew no defeat he fought on desperately and hopelessly against the greater strength of his opponent utter exhaustion robbed the brave horse of the power to stand he slumped to the ground legs useless the king of horses raised his head to meet the death that was at hand evil hate-filled eyes glowed redder than before as the buffalo drew back head lowered for the final rush the buffalo charged then seemed to halt in mid-air and crumpled to the ground the white one didn't understand at first and then the echo of a gun the same sort of sound he had heard when sylvan had been struck down it was later that the white horse opened his eyes which were bright with pain he knew then that man was not always an enemy gentle hands caressed him and he felt cool water on his wounds his strength some of it was returning and the proud head came up once more he remembered sylvan here were hated men again two of them the tired body rose from the ground on trembling weakened legs for a moment silver stood there then he turned and fled he ran for a time but slower with each passing moment for some reason the prince felt that he had left a friend behind him he had learned a grim lesson in the wilderness outside of wild horse valley there were creatures there far stronger than any horse had been huge shaggy ugly brutes who could kill him beasts that fell only before the weapons of man the horse slowed then stopped and looked back he seemed to know that in this new world outside the valley he needed friends with another strength than his. He recalled the gentle touch and the deep, kindly voice of the man who had bathed his wounds. He took a few steps toward the recent scene of battle where the two men stood, still watching him. The terrible weapon that had killed the buffalo was quiet now. Some strong force drew Silver nearer. He was tense ready to turn and flee forever from creatures in the form of men if the thundering machine of death was fired again but there was only silence the touch of the man's hand was so like the soft caress of musa silver wanted more of it the voice of the man was good to hear it was rich friendly silver went still closer still tense ready to bolt 
and then he was at the side of the tall man who had saved his life. He touched his sensitive nostrils to the brown hand, and a new emotion was born in the heart of the horse, a love of beast for man. The Texan found it hard to restrain his excitement. "'The finest horse I've ever seen,' he told the Indian beside him. "'Look at him, Tonto. These muscles and the eyes. The tail and mane are like silk. Look at his coat, how it glistens in the sun. I'm going to ride this horse. He came back after he'd left us. I'm going to ride him, and his name shall be Silver.' The horse stood quietly while the tall man with the deep voice and gentle touch mounted his bare back. "'You, Silver,' the man said, "'we're going to be friends, aren't we, old boy?' A gentle caress on the white neck. To show his happiness and demonstrate the fact that he was strong again, the white horse rose high on his hind legs, then came down without a jar. He would prove to this white man who had defended him that he was glad to have a friend. "'Hi, Silver!' the man cried out. "'Hi up again!' Trying to understand what the man on his back wanted, Silver repeated his rearing action. He heard the happy laugh of his rider. "'Now, big fellow,' the man called out, "'let's travel!' away there silver for a moment the white horse couldn't comprehend then he felt a nudge from the heels of the man on his back hi there you silver horse away silver moved ahead carrying his master he was desperately anxious to do what this man wanted eager to show his happiness at the finding of a friend as he moved, he heard shouts of encouragement. "'That's it, Silver! Hi, you! Silver, away!' The horse moved faster. Another shout, this time contracted. hi oh, Silver! Away!' Silver broke into a run. Now he knew what the master wanted. At the next shout, the big stallion gave all his strength in a burst of speed that made his snowy figure like a flash of light across the open plains. The shout was one that later rang throughout the West, the clarion call, the tocsin of a mystery rider who wore a mask. Io Silver, away! End of chapter 6